Fellas, we are back with a third edition of, or fourth edition now. This is the fourth edition. Yeah. We had a preseason, now the week three of uh, the Two TVs pod. And we have a special guest here, Mr. Sean Thomas. What's good? All right, fellas. So getting into it, just quick recap from last week. Uh, we had yours truly, Terry and friends, beating the Berg Davis um, in another suck-off. My team is just not very good, unfortunately. Had high hopes going in, but it's not good. Then we had a great matchup in names here between the Bishop Dickamore Homo Academy and Cuomo Touched Me. Uh, you be taking the win there from Breezy. After that, we had Dennis bouncing back after a low score week uh, in week two, or in week one. In week two, he had a higher score in week one, 27.26. To beat the Delco variant, uh, he must have got vaccinated. The Priest <laughs> doubled up. No Johnson and Johnson for Dennis. The Priest continues to baptize, and baptize by a lot. I apologize. Absolutely kicked my ass. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, the Priest is on another level right now. Um, beating Timmons and being the high score, 174.26 to 101.1. Um, that's just... The Priest is just on another level right now. So, going on to it here, we got the Fresh Prince of Hilaire and Tim Davis, uh, the Davis we like better, beating Team Tro uh, by a hefty margin again. Um, Aaron Jones almost outscoring Tro's entire roster. Um, yeah, you hate to see that after after a week. Then we had Ray Rice Elevator Service. Um, great team name. Um, beat Eric pretty bad there, so we had another... Another blowout. Not too many close matchups last week. And then Fred Smoot's Love Crew, uh, led by Cooper Cup and Aaron Rajes, uh, beat UB Top Timmons Bottom. So that's a quick rundown from last week. Um, you know, getting into the week's uh, matchups this time. We got first one we're going to go through is Breezy versus Tricano. Uh, Breezy, we'll let you say your piece, and then Timmons and I will make picks since you're not allowed to pick your own game. All right, so... For quarterbacks, we have Lawrence against Mahomes. With Mahomes, I don't know if anybody will really top him other than top, no pause, other than if there's a favorable matchup for somebody, like if they're playing against, I don't know, the Texans or someone like that. But we'll go with uh, Mahomes here. And then we have Kamara and Hunt going up against Damian Harris and Kenyon Drake. Um, I mean, I really don't think my running backs will ever win a week, so... As long as I can get 10 from them, I'll be happy. But I got to side with Kamara and Hunt here. Uh, then we got CeeDee Lamb and Kenny G for Tro. And then I have A.J. Brown and Mari Cooper at my receivers. Um, I'll take the receivers here, even though A.J. Brown's been kind of disappointing so far this year. I think he'll bounce back. And then Amari Cooper against Philly. Um, Philly's DBs have been pretty good, but he usually has a pretty good game against Philly. Although I do like um, Kenny Galladay against Atlanta. I think this could be his week where he kind of gets back to his normal production. And then same with Kittle. I mean, Kittle's obviously very good. Um, unfortunately, I do have Kelsey, so I have to side with my tight end here. Um, I also could see Kelsey potentially or Kittle potentially bouncing back this game as well just because, I mean, he's definitely a top three tight end in the league. I, I feel like he's he's bound to have a good game here soon then Waddle against Chase two rookies um we I mean it's kind of a toss-up I don't love Jamar Chase against Pittsburgh but I also don't love Waddle against Vegas with a backup quarterback 
So I'll say it's a wash, just for intensive purposes. And then I have Vegas against the Chargers D. I'll go with Vegas there. So that's what we'll roll with. And you guys can make the pick. Timmons, you're the guest. It's all you. Uh, I think, honestly, looking through these matchups, the only thing that I would not give to... Well, actually, I don't know, because it's kind of a wash for me all the way down. Because Kamara, I'm super not high on this season with um, the loss of Drew Brees. They really don't get those impromptu checkdowns. And Damian Harris, I mean, I wasn't super high on him, but he is getting over 20 carries a game. So he can, if he can find the end zone, I think he's going to help produce Kamara, which is weird to say. But uh, going all the way through, like, the biggest thing that stands out for me is going to be a matchup on flexes. Um, with Jamar Chase going against a tough defense and not a whole lot of volume. Versus Jalen Wanda, who gets the volume, but is now going to be playing with Jacoby Brissett. So, I mean, like I said, I still think Breezy will take this one pretty easily, especially off of Drew getting a 60-point week last week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the only thing I could see Tro possibly winning is the Jalen Wall versus Jamar Chase thing, just based off of volume. So, yeah, I'd have to go Breezy. Yeah, I mean, I think Tro's going to need Kamara to find his you know, prior self to have a chance here, but there's a good chance Mahomes triples up Trevor Lawrence in points just based off of how they're playing so far. I saw a stat today, Mahomes is like sixteen and two against his division. Um and especially coming after after a loss, you know, he's very, very good as well. So against the Chargers, they do have a good defense, but you know, Mahomes is kind of that dude and Trevor Lawrence against an Arizona defense that looks a lot better. Um, you know, we could honestly see a triple up there in points. Like Tim has mentioned, Damian Harris is solid. Um, Kenyon Drake, kind of similar to Kareem Hunt, also backup. But there's a chance, uh, really good chance, Josh Jacobs doesn't play this week, which elevates Kenyon Drake. So, um, you know, A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper versus C.D. and Kenny Galladay. You know, one of the Dallas receivers, I'm assuming, will score a touchdown. Just see where, you know, the health of Amari Cooper is. You figure A.J. Brown's got to bounce back. But um, I think Breezy's team is just too deep here um, and, you know, pretty pretty easily takes this one against Tro. Uh, so the next game we'll run into is we'll we'll take care of our uh, our guest here. Uh, so Timmons, let's talk about your team. Even though the only one we got started, <laughs> my lineup looks crazy here with Young Way. <laughs> Young Way versus Yeah, Yugi. so um, honestly, I kind of just I'm pissed at my whole team right now. So really, none of them have earned a starting spot other than Young Way. Um, <laughs> uh, Gibson's been really hurting me lately. I I don't think it's from a him production standpoint. I think it's a volume standpoint. And Jamie McKissick just being that guy. Gibson's yards per carry is still very solid, but that being said, he's going against Buffalo, who's done a pretty solid job of shutting down the run so far this year. Um, and with Joe Mixon playing against Pittsburgh this week, that being said, we might not have Devin Bush, or, I mean, we definitely want to have Tyson Alawalu, his ankles in the gulag. <laughs> but um, I could see Mixon low-key going to me against the Steelers. I mean, it, it kind of hurts to say, but... With uh, how beat up we are right now defensively, if he's going to go off against us, it would be this week. So, Gibson, I mean, it depends. I've been trying to ship off, uh, what's his name? The mattress that uh, Gailey calls him, Gaskin. I've been trying to ship Gaskin all week, just trying to find another piece of receiver. I sent Russ to trade, but he hasn't texted me back yet. I don't know, he thinks he's better than me. Um Probably. Mike Evans could be nice this week with Antonio Brown out, which I'm assuming I'm going to start him. Um, and Jalen Hurts, he's been a surprise this season, I think, to a lot of people as far as fantasy-wise at least. Uh, putting up great numbers, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for him against Dallas. And 
James White might fuck around and find himself in a starting position. That being said, I'm playing against Yubi, and Yubi's one of my two picks to win the league this year, so I don't see myself having any sort of chance to win. But I'm going to have a lot of fun, and I'm going to talk a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> As you should. Not really worth going through position by position, because I think Yubi's got me beaten just about every position, especially when Tom Brady's thrown for five touchdowns a game. Uh, DeAndre Swift killed him, man. So, yeah, my pick's Yubi. Yeah, so, I mean, you're picking against yourself. Great reverse jinx there, Timmons. Excellent <laughs> reverse jinx. Uh, so, actually, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than, than you think. Um, Brady versus the Rams is a terrible matchup for Brady. Uh, Aaron Donald is going to get in his lap and uh, introduce himself quite frequently. <laughs> and we got Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's going to take either Chris Godwin or, you know, Mike Evans. Uh, maybe both. Who knows? You know, he might be switching on and off depending on which one looks hot early. Um, so, I think... You know that's gonna be that's gonna be huge in this matchup because Jalen Hurts versus Dallas I think actually outperforms Tom Brady. Um, we got Derrick Henry, yeah, Derrick Henry and DeAndre Swift versus. I'm just gonna assume I'm just kind of building line up here, Timmons. I'm going Gibson and Mixon. Um, <laughs> yeah, we Gibson and Mixon. Yeah, like you said, you know, I mean, Devin Singletary ran for like 75 yards against the Steelers defense, and he's half the player that Joe Mixon is. So um, it's definitely possible for Mixon to have a good game again. As much as that hurts to say. Um, you got to imagine if Washington wants a chance to win the game, they're going to have to use Gibson um, against Buffalo. They're going to have to use Gibson running and passing. So um, I think he's due. Like, I, I think he has to he has to break out. Uh, Mooney gets fields this week. I'm assuming he'll be in the lineup. Uh, Mike Evans gets the boost with um, uh, AB going on the COVID list. Uh, but again, DK Metcalf and Chris Godwin versus those two give that slightly to Yubi. Um, Dallas, Dallas Goddard versus Noah Fant again versus Dallas. Uh, Hertz likes the tight end a lot. Noah Fant um, versus the Jets. That's kind of honestly kind of a wash to me. Um, in terms of the flex, Brandon Cooks versus Carolina, and um, I'm gonna James White. That's what I was gonna say. I was putting James White in there. Um, I actually kind of like James White in that matchup honestly versus New Orleans. I, Mac Jones just. They just check it down nonstop. So um, Brandon Cooks playing against Carolina. Matt Roll just knows how to put a defense together. That dude's a phenomenal coach. Big fan of Matt Roll. Um, so I think this game's a lot closer than we think. Um, but at the end of the day, King Henry could kind of pop off for, you know, have four points at halftime and finish with 40 or whatever he did. So slight, slight edge to UB. Just because I also think it's gonna matter where Jalen Ramsey goes too, because Godwin lines up a lot in the slot, so I would assume Jalen Ramsey is probably gonna follow Evans for a lot of the game. That was my assumption too. I think Evans is gonna mostly see Ramsey, so um, slight edge to Chris Godwin, slight edge to Derrick Henry. But other than that, I think it's gonna be a lot closer than than initially thought. Yeah. So the line's sitting at plus one nineteen point six right now. I think I'd have to hit that for Timmons. <laughs> What's your uh, breakdown, Breezy? Who are we picking? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this will definitely be closer than we think. Um, I think UB does edge it out just because of his running backs. But I, I don't see Brady having a great game. I don't – I mean, Metcalf could be his game to come out. But, yeah, I, I, I just have to give the slight edge to UB here. But I do think it will be a close game. 
Nice, nice. So uh, next game we'll go through here is um, my game, Fred Smoot's Love Crew and Rob uh, versus Terry and Friends. So um, this game's got a little bit of added uh, motivation after this week. Um, <laughs> it was a fun week in the group chat. Yeah, you know. It's a good time. We had some fun. So um, looking at my roster, I got Dak versus Philly, uh, Rogers versus San Francisco. So San Francisco's got a better defense, but Dak um, – you know, we don't we don't really know for sure um, what Dak will get, right? Will we get the 30-point Dak from week one, or will we get the seven-point week from week two? I think he always kicks Philly's ass, though, doesn't he? Like, like he always goes off against Philly, at least. I mean, I remember. they do. Him and, uh, him and Zeke usually have some big games against uh, Philly, yeah. and Philly's defense is kind of meh. So, I don't know. I mean, I kind of give the QB a wash in terms of, in terms of what we're looking at. Um, Zeke and Carson versus Jacobs and Gordon – Jacobs might not play, which would then put, I'm assuming, maybe Naheem Hines. Um, in yeah, I would probably say Hines. So, Carter's not going to be it. And Duke Johnson? Duke yeah. Johnson? Yeah, no. Johnson, yeah. yeah. I mean, either either way, I'm giving myself the edge here with uh, Zeke and Carson. And, you know, I could always put Pollard in because I do have Dallas's best running back. <laughs> Wink, blink. You don't know which one I'm talking about. I think but this I, will be, I mean, I've talked a little shit on that whole split, but I think this will be a big Zeke week because I think they'll get up early. And then they'll just run the ball. So, Philly's got a, a pretty solid offense, I think, this year with Jalen and friends. But I think Dallas is just going to overpower them early and then just run the ball from there on out. So I think both of them, honestly, him and Pollard, will have big weeks this week. Yeah, Pollard honestly might see himself in the flex. We'll see on my team. But um, going off of it, you know, kind of here we got Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins and Terry and Deontay Johnson. Like I said, Rob's not losing a week at receiver. Um, I mean, even though Terry's the best receiver in the league, no cap, um, you know, he's those those other two are just dominant. Deontay Johnson's hurt, so so we'll see what happens there. Um, Rob does have some sexy ass receivers with Cummins, yeah, Tyreek, and That is nuts. I never realized that. Yeah, I mean his his no running back strategy definitely worked out. Um, you know, yeah, because the flex he he's gonna win that every week too. I mean, Cup's wide receiver one right now, so um, I he's mean, averaging thirty point three. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. And then and Stafford and Ballin. Yeah. Uh, Tanyan versus Janu, honestly, it's a wash. Um, Tanyan probably has a better chance to score a touchdown than Janu, but who knows. Um, Browns versus a rookie quarterback defense. I hate starting him versus Fields because, you know, it'll be like, a, yay, I get points, but I know, <laughs> Fields. <laughs> so, like, we'll see what goes on there. Um, honestly, I'm not making a pick, but it's a pretty even matchup in my opinion. Timmons, since you're a guest... I'm heavily down to Rob's running back production, which, you know, sounds weird. But if Gordon can get in the end zone, and if he can get like 10 or 12 points, uh, I'm assuming Naeem Hines, who had a rail down week last week, I'd probably lean Rob a little bit on this one, just because I feel like it's hard to bet against Tyreek repeating what he did last week. And that, on top of Cup being wide receiver one and D Hop against Jacksonville. Um, I, it's it's hard and Aaron Rodgers yeah I mean Aaron Rodgers tore it up last week too I would probably lean Rob by a hair like this one it shows 51 to 49 I would say that's about right 51 or 52 percent over over Dan this week yeah I mean I and Deontay wish... Johnson uh, didn't practice today with a knee injury so he might actually be missing time this week too yeah I mean I, I'm I'm leaning raw, but I wish I could say a tie, honestly, because it just seems like it's really even. Like there's such such an even matchup here, 
Um, the the I'll put it this way: the way Rob wins is if his receivers go dumb, which they could, because Cup, Tyreek, and D Hop they all have that potential. And then I think Dan wins if he's just consistent the whole way through, and Deontay has to play. Um, I do think Johnu will get started this week. I mean, week three, I feel like Mac Jones is starting to come into his own. I feel like he'll, you know, look for his big tight ends that they paid a ton of money to in the offseason to, to kind of get into the middle of the field and get into the end zone. So I could see Johnu having a pretty big game as well, which would also have Dan winning. But just looking at it right now, I'd have to edge it slightly to Rob, which, yeah, I'll give it to Rob on this one. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I'm not supposed to pick my own game, but I actually agree. I think Rob edges me out. I just, my team hasn't done anything. So, until it shows up, we're going to give it to Rob there. Uh, next game we're going to look at here is the Berg Davis, Billy Davis, uh, versus the Delco variant. Uh, so, to me, honestly, it doesn't going into it doesn't look like Billy has the vaccine. Um, I mean... I can't believe Daniel Jones is a fantasy-relevant starting quarterback, but apparently he is. Daniel Jones stinks. Um, versus Joe Burrow. He's playing Atlanta this week, too. He might go dummy again. Right. That's, Dude, that's... he's the fourth-ranked quarterback. He stinks. <laughs> Danny freaking pennies, dude. Yeah, man. I don't know, but versus... I mean, that's better than Burrow versus Pittsburgh. Um, McCaffrey and Montgomery versus Najee and Jonathan Taylor. It's actually a fair matchup at running back. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is all that good. Um, Najee just hasn't really gotten going. I still am not sure how the Steelers can't run the football. Like, Chicago can run the football. Their line's worse than ours, so why can't we, right? But, um, you know, obviously with that being said, David Montgomery, I think, edges it out there with McCaffrey, who's going to edge everyone out. Um, in terms of receivers, we've got Adam Thielen and Corey Davis. I mean, Corey Davis was on an absolute stinker last week, but... Again, that was against the Patriots, so we'll see. Denver's still pretty good defense. Adam Thielen somehow just scores touchdowns every week uh, versus Devontae Smith and Sterling Shepard. So who would have thought Daniel Jones, Sterling Shepard would be a top 10 stack in the league? But uh, here we are. Um, Waller versus Logan Thomas. Darren Waller's a stud. He will absolutely dominate there. And then Cole Beasley versus Daryl Henderson. Um, we'll see about Daryl Henderson's health. Um, could be Robbie Anderson versus Cole Beasley. But either way, I think I'd give the slight edge to Billy there. Um, Washington defense, I think they get carved up by Buffalo. They have not looked good. Uh, 49ers defense, I do think they get carved up too by Rodgers, but I think they have a better chance than um, Washington. And then kickers, uh, Daniel Carlson's kind of a stud, but he has, he has a lot of fun. So, yeah, Billy, I don't think you're vaccinated. I'm going with uh, Tristan in this one. Yeah, I'm laying real hard, Tristan, on this one as well. I think... Najee's, it's going to take Najee a lot of get going. I watched a film breakdown of him week one, and I didn't realize it, but Brother missed the hole a lot. Like, there was actually, like, we've made gaps, and Brother just doesn't run through the hole. I don't know if that's something, I mean, I'm sure that's something that can be fixed rather quickly. I mean, he looked a lot better last week. He still didn't look amazing, and it's also a factor of the offensive line and scheme. But I would still take Tristan's running backs in a landslide. I'm a big Demont guy. Yeah. He didn't do a whole lot last week, but he had a solid week one. And like you said, Thielen scores like every goddamn week. But um, I could see Philly being down for most of this game, so Devontae could eat my opinion. Sterling Shepard has been killing it for New York, but that's very highly dependent on Daniel Jones. That being said, they're playing Atlanta, who I think is like a bottom three team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. 
So I think they're going to kill them, <laughs> for lack of a better term, and their secondary blows. So that should be, honestly, I think Daniel Jones is going to go stupid again this week. And Darren Waller, I mean, we're one of the best defenses in the league. He'll go back to getting 15 targets this week against Miami. And Cole Beasley's going to route up Washington, I think. So I'm definitely leaning more towards Tristan on this one. I think this is going to be like a 145, 150-point game on Delco variant. Yeah, I mean, looking at Tristan's team, he has very good matchups. Like, Daniel Jones again against Atlanta, McCaffrey against Houston. I mean, Devontae Smith against Dallas, their defense has looked better. But then you have Shepard against Atlanta as well, Waller against um, Miami, and then Beasley against Washington, who hasn't looked good. Neither of those defenses have looked great. So I think I think Tristan has a big week this week. I'd say he probably scores around 140 as well. Um beats Billy pretty well pretty uh it is Billy yeah Billy I think he beats Billy pretty big this week nice all three for the Delco variant uh so the next one we're gonna look at here is Dennis versus Rust uh so Timmons we'll let you take this away since it's uh your brother versus uh, the guy who approaches me with the uh the incognito (laughs) (laughs) he he is starting the MVP uh, so that's all that matters (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's got Josh Allen and Diggs, so I think we're back, or uh, should be get back, yeah, Jesus Christ, we should be getting back on track um, as far as one of the elite stacks in the NFL. Kyle Pitts, both weeks, has taken a step forward. Massive Kyle Pitts fan, I love him. He's playing the Giants, who blow, so I'm hoping he just really tears them up. That's Darren Waller 2.0, baby. Claypool should moss everyone in sight. I don't think he's, yeah, might play him. Um, Russell Gage, uh, Blake Jarwin, Deshaun Jackson, Elijah Mitchell. I think we'll find his way into the uh, lineup being as the only healthy running back in San Francisco, which is absurd to me. I don't know if they just go in the locker room and beat their running backs with a bat, but it is something. Seriously. Like, no uh, James Conner, Dark Horse, I think he finds in the end zone this week. Um, they're playing Jacksonville. I think you're going to be up early. We're running the ball a lot. He's been getting a lot of like shit time carries. Chase Edmonds is still a guy there, but I'm feeling James Conner is going to start getting some uh, some important goal line work, which is tough to be a valuable running back in an offense with such a mobile quarterback. But he, I think he's about to. Um, Trey Sermon is he still conked? Let me pull him up real quick. I mean, yeah, I think he's still very much in line, He's in line to practice on a limited basis, which means he's probably going to be on a snap count if he even plays. His brain is scrambled. Um, yeah, so I don't know. And Russ with Kyler, Saquon blows, Cordell Patterson. I don't know if he can repeat that. But uh, he's got the Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson stack, which is absolutely disgusting. Um, Keenan Allen could find himself in a shootout if Justin Herbert figures out how to not turn the ball over within the 10-yard line. And Mark Andrews is playing Detroit, who is an absolute dog shit defense. So Mark Andrews Mm -hmm. could pop off too. That being said, um, Chubb plays Chicago, who's one of Dennis's best players, so I'm going to lead more towards Rust based off of matchups. And I think Kyler Murray's going to continue his MVP-level football. So, yeah, I'm going to lead Rust by about 15 points on this one. Interesting. I'm actually uh, – I think I'm going the other way. I think I'm going with Dennis here. Um, I think Josh Allen and Diggs figure it out this week um, and kind of get back on track. I saw a stat that Josh Allen was only completing like 33% of his passes 
uh, between like 15 and 25 yards. So, um, you know, that, that has to get better. You just don't collect the bag and forget how to throw. Um, so I think that'll, that'll increase this week, even though it's versus Washington. I still think he, he puts it together and figures it out. Um, Saquon and Cordero Patterson. Um, I'm going to put Chubb and Eliza Mitchell in there for Dennis. Um, I think, I mean, Chubb's a stud. Saquon's still kind of hurt. It's versus Atlanta, though, so this could be the game where he, you know, puts up fantasy-relevant stats. Um, but I still think Chubb and Elijah Mitchell are better than Barkley and Cordero Patterson. Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, I think they're better than Diggs and Claypool overall. But again, I think Diggs really, really pops off this week and figures it out. Um, Kyle Pitts versus Andrews. Um, hmm, that is tough. But the Giants are terrible. I think... I, I just think they need to feed Pitts because um, Ridley's getting a lot of coverage. I think they just need to really game plan a big game for Pitts. Um, I actually think Dennis will play Henry Ruggs here um, over you know the likes of James Conner or somebody like that. I think Henry Ruggs kind of goes off again. Um, he always has that ability. Tampa's defense um, versus the Rams. That'll be interesting. Packers defense versus San Francisco. Don't expect a whole lot. So um, I do ultimately think Dennis wins this one um, in a close game. Um, I just trust Nick Chubb a lot and Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen to figure it out. Um, I think when Cleveland's in a game that matters, they're just going to ride Chubb, um, especially with Baker's shoulder being a little hurt. They probably don't want him to take too many hits from Khalil Mack. Um, so I imagine that they're going to be using that run game quite frequently uh, with Nick Chubb. So slight edge to Dennis, but I think this one's also close here. Yeah, I think it's close. I actually think Russ will win. Um, I think Kyler will get up early, but he'll still get the points that he needs to get Russ to victory. Um, Saquon, I feel like this could definitely be his coming out game. Cordell Patterson just catches so many balls. Keenan Allen, I mean, you he hasn't had a touchdown yet, so like you expect him to get in the end zone by now. So I feel like he'll definitely get in against Kansas City. And if that game becomes a shootout, he could go for like 100-plus yards plus a touchdown. He's sitting easily at 20 points. Um, Justin Jefferson, same thing. I mean, they're going to be in a shootout with Seattle. Both defensive secondaries aren't very good. So you could probably see them airing it out if they're not handing it off to their running backs. And then Andrews, honestly, I feel like the same thing. Like, this could be his coming out game as well against Detroit. So I'm I'm just going to give this to Russ just because I feel like his guys have potential that haven't really met yet. So I feel like he could he could win this one against Dennis. Yeah, and with Mark Andrews, too, like I was thinking, like they started to lean more into Lamar Jackson's skill set in the second half of that Kansas City game. Mm-hmm. And that's it looked more like he did his MVP season, at least the offense did. Right. So and and that was a big Mark Andrews year. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm not hoping, but I'm foreseeing that um, Mark Andrews is going to start to turn it on once they lean more into Jackson's skill set. Right. All right. And then the last game we got here is the Priest uh, versus Eric. So, um, Breezy, we'll let you take the lead on this one. All right, so we got Lamar and Justin Herbert. <clears throat> like we said earlier, Herbert could be in a shootout with Kansas City, and if that holds true and he's pretty consistent holds on to the ball and doesn't turn it over, I could see him actually having a pretty good week, but I don't think he'll have a better week than Lamar against Detroit. I mean, Lamar could easily carve that defense apart because it just seems like they're lo- like leaning on their offense with Jared Goff because – Apparently he's good. I don't know um, to put up some major points for him. Extremely underrated, though. It really is. I mean, they put up points. They get the yards. Like they've looked good 
just defensively yeah. they just can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give that to Lamar. Um, Sanders and Fournette against Eckler and Edmonds. Edmonds is an elite PPR receiver. Um, he just catches so many pat. Well, not elite, but he's a PPR running back for sure because he catches a lot of catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. Gets a few runs here and there. Um, could be capped just because of Kyler, but against Jacksonville, I feel like they'll lean on the run game a little bit more, some swing passes, get him out in space and get some yards, hold on to the ball and win the game. Um, Eckler, same thing, great PPR back, catches a lot of passes, makes people miss, and definitely, if, like I said, if they're in a shootout, you can see him getting a lot of points. Um, Devontae Adams and Julio Jones against Calvin Ridley and Tyler Lockett. Um, I'd have to I honestly go with Gailey here. I think Ridley turns it around against the Giants. Tyler Lockett, I mean, he's been on a tear. He's averaging 28.9 points. That's insane. Um, so I think I got to give this one to Gailey here. And then Hawkinson and Gronk, I, I kind of want to say this is a wash. Like, Hawkinson's played really well, but Gronk is just finding the end zone. So if he keeps that same energy of just finding the end zone, especially against the Rams, they know they're going to be bracketed with Ramsey. I could definitely see him waddling his way into the end zone again. Um, Pittman and Sutton. I, I like Sutton a lot this year. I think he's doing really well with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I could definitely see him also getting a touchdown this week up against the Jets. And then defenses. Um, Patriots against New Orleans. Who knows what Jameis will get. Maybe pre-LASIK. But if it's post-LASIK, it may be kind of a wash with the Rams also playing against Tampa Bay, who have a good um, defense. So I'm going to stick with the Priest here. I think we're going to see another baptism, and this time it's going to be Eric, and Eric's going to get the nice dunk, and he's going to be a Greek Orthodox by the end of this week. Actually, Monday. Yeah. I'm, Monday night. After uh, after Marcus Mushroom stamped me for about 170 <laughs> points, I will refuse to bet against Marcus the rest of the season. Um, I like you said. I really like Eckler and Edmonds this year. As far as not elite PPR backs, like you said, but uh, very solid PPR backs, uh, like top fifteen, top ten. Uh, Calvin really looked like he was coming back into his own last game, and that's really good for him. Gronk has just been an absolute machine in the red zone lately. So um, I would definitely lean Marcus on this one. Hawkinson's been amazing so far this season, but that's really the only pure standout on Eric's team that I see as far as matchups go. So the priest. Yeah, I got to go three for three on the priest here. Um, honestly, I think the only positions that Eric, I could see winning at is maybe Devontae Adams over Calvin Ridley. Um, just because I mean, but they're kind of like, they're so close, you know, it's like one, like Devontae Adams is number one. He's the best receiver in the league, but Calvin Ridley's still, you know, top 10, top five. So he's right there. Um, but I do think Hawkinson is better than Gronk um, just because Gronk needs those touchdowns, which I'm sure he'll still get. Um, but, you know, that is something that that you have to worry about with Gronk, right? Like, if he doesn't score those touchdowns, he's not, he's not getting those points. So um, I think Hawkinson's safer, but, again, we've, we've seen what Gronk's been able to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those uh, – oh, we do have one more matchup here. We got uh, Todd Dallas versus Tim Davis. Uh, our favorite Davis. So I will. Uh, I'll let Timmons take the lead on this one and, and send us out here in our final matchup. Let me try and find it here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, so Russell Stafford. I is Dalvin Cook hurt? Kinda. I saw that he went down like twice 
in that game. Is he even playing? Let me, let me look. He probably he's supposed to participate in Wednesday's practice. That's a big, big miss if he does not have Dalvin coming this week. Uh, James Robinson might as well not be playing either. Um, <laughs> Allen Robinson and Tyler Boyd, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby, I saw a stat, has been lining up in the slot a ridiculous amount this season. And I think, let me look at his match. Uh, why did it just come off my screen? Hold on, we're coming back. We're coming back. We're coming back. Playing Green just, Bay. Uh, or yeah, no, my thing just completely, my app just crashed. Yeah, someone else take over real quick. Yeah, so um, I'm going to pick, as weird as it is, because uh, if Dalvin plays, I'm going with Tyler. Um, Russell, yeah. Russell Wilson's been on fire. Stafford's got to go against Tampa. Aaron Jones really carried Tim to a win last week. I mean, he scored 41. If he scores like 20, Tim still was like barely getting over 100. So, um, you know, Edwards Alaire, I think he stinks. Uh, Bobby Trees, solid. <laughs> DJ Moore. Um, also very good, very solid. Mike Kosicki, big up and down. You, you don't know which one you're going to get. Having Brissett takes a big hit to that. Uh, Mike Williams is his best receiver so far. Ravens defense is going to absolutely eat versus Detroit, I think. Graham Gano, kicker. They have fun. Um, but Russ, Dalvin, they're really, really solid. I think Jacksonville, like, Urban Meyer has to get out of his own way at some point, right? Like, you'd think he would just run James Robinson, but nothing's shown to that point. Like, they literally tried to do everything not to play the guy. Um, Head coach, yeah. Yeah, so got Allen Robinson. Um, I think he takes a huge boost with Justin Fields. Um, you know, he should have had that touchdown last week, but didn't come down with it. Uh, Tyler Boyd, he's very, very solid. He seems to always play well against Pittsburgh uh, back at home. Uh, big T. Boyd guy. Uh, Higby, solid. Hopefully he can, you know, create that week one production. Debo Samos has been on an absolute tear. Um, and Bill's defense versus Washington should put up some good points. So I'm going to go Tyler here in a close one. Um Contingent on Dalvin Cook playing. If Dalvin doesn't play, I give it to Tim. Yeah, I'm also leaning um, Ty Dallas here. I don't know what the fuck that stat was talking about because then I went and looked at Higby's stats and they are wildly unimpressive. But I do love Debo <laughs> Samuel and Tyler Boyd Robinson this week. Like we said, it's a big hinge on if Dalvin plays. And Russell Wilson, it's the first eight games of the season, so you know he's going to be good. But after that, you can't really bet on him. Um, I think Tyler easily has a higher floor. But Fresh Prince of Hell Air easily has a higher ceiling, and I'm definitely going to bet the floor here and go Tyler. I'm going to play devil's advocate here and go Tim. I just think that you could see really big games out of uh, Bobby Trees, DJ Moore, and Mike Williams just because I feel like all those games will be pretty high scoring. So I think that's how he'll squeak that one out. Plus he has Stafford as his quarterback, linking up with Robert Woods. I think that'll be... That'll be pushing him towards the edge of victory. And then I think Tim comes out of this one 2-1. And, one. and unfortunately, Tyler comes out 0-3. Interesting. Didn't, didn't, uh, we had Tim pretty low in the power rankings, but he, uh, he seemed just turning around here. So um, that goes through the matchups. We do have a fun segment for you guys. Uh, it's taken pretty much all day of work for me to try and figure these out, so I haven't got a lot done for the company. Um, but... We are looking at each other's teams and, you know, each other's personalities, and we have assigned a beer to everyone's fantasy football team. Uh, what we think their fantasy football team and how they manage that team uh, best correlates to a beer. So, Timmons, uh, we've heard the list. Timmons by far has the best list, so we'll let him go last. Um, I will start it. So, for the, your fantasy football team to a beer with a quick explanation. So myself, 
I have uh, IPAs, all of them included, uh, because everyone talks about, oh, IPA is this, IPA is that. Going into the season, my team was rated high by ESPN. Um, our initial power rankings had me high as well, and uh, I stink. So just like IPAs, uh, very similar there. They're very overrated, just like my team. Everyone is for sale except for Terry. Hit my line. Breezy, I have Bud Light Platinum uh, because Bud Light's elite, and the Platinum is just a more elite version of it. Um, and his team is very, very solid with Kelsey and uh, Mahomes, so I went with that. Timmons, I went with Keystone. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> Timmons, you got a lot of grit on your team, um, but grit doesn't always produce wins, and sometimes you get baptized pretty rough. Uh, so Keystone is what we're looking at there. Uh, Gailey, I got you as Sammy Adams. Um, I know you're a big Sam Adams guy. It's an elite beer. Right now you got the best team in the league, uh, so... We're going with Sam Adams. Yubi, we got Boosh Light, Boosh Latte. And the reasoning behind this is, honestly, I think Yubi's just a big Bush Light guy, and I love some Bush Light. He is a Bush Light guy. Yeah, and I love some Bush Light. I'm like, it's just a great football beer. And Yubi's got a good fantasy football team, so we're going Bush Bush Light. You can put a lot of those away uh, and really get after it. Uh, Tim Davis, we're going Miller Light. Uh, Honestly, just because it's there. Um, it's a solid beer. That's what I think Tim's uh, team is. It's just a solid <laughs> team. Um, there's nothing really flashy about it. Um, you know, you kind of go to the bar. You've had too many. You don't know what to order. You order a Miller Lite. <laughs> Billy Davis, uh, I'm going with Stella. I actually like the beer Stella a lot, but I feel like there's this stigma to it that like, ooh, I'm drinking a Stella. It's fancy. And that's what Tim uh, Billy tries to do with his takes. Um, so we're going with Stella with that. Rob, I think this is my favorite. For Rob, I have Milwaukee's best. Um, literally, the reason is because he's a Packers fan. And he's got Rodgers and Tanyan, and they just seem like they could absolutely yug some Milwaukee's best with David Bakhtiari. Plus, Milwaukee's best is slept on for you for you guys who don't. Uh, don't drink Milwaukee's best. Eric, I got Natty Light. Um, because like how he drafted his team, nobody really cares about it. Uh, he was playing softball instead. Tro, I got Natty Ice. Sorry, Tro, your team's just looking rough this year. Um, and Natty Ice is one of the worst beers I've, I've ever had. So moving on to Dennis, I couldn't decide. So I went with Mick Ultra and Labatt Blue. The reason for Mick Ultra is similar to Miller Lite. It's one of my favorites. It's always solid. Um, and he's a dad. And I feel like a lot of dads just love to drink Mick Ultra. Dad Rockets, as we call them. But I also went with Labatt Blue just because Chase Claypool and he's Canadian. Um... So I figured that was that was a good mix there. Uh, Coors Light for Ty Dallas. Uh, honestly, I don't like Coors Light at all. I think it's rather uh, overrated. And I think, you know, Ty Dallas's team coming into the season, we had high hopes. And the J.K. Dobbins injury, um, we were just a little let down by his team. And that's how I feel every time I have a Coors Light. Like that blue uh, mountain on it, you're always like, ooh, that looks refreshing. Then you take a sip and you're like, dang, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So I'd rather have water. Yeah, exactly. So that's where we're at with Ty Dallas. Um, Rust, I went with Bud Light. Uh, just again, solid team, solid beer. There's not much of an explanation behind it other than it's just a solid beer and a solid team. Uh, Tristan, I went with Yingling. Um, I feel like Yingling has a lot of grit, and Tristan's team has a lot of grit. It rides off McCaffrey, so um, we're going with uh, with Yingling for Tristan. So, Breezy, I'll let you take over, take over next with your beer list. All right, <clears throat> so I'll start with Tim. Tim, I'm giving you boosh. Nothing against you, but, like, if it's there, you're going to drink it. 
And that's kind of how I felt about your team. Like, it, it's there. It performs. But, you know, it's nothing flashy, and you're just... You like it. It's solid. Eric, you're going Natty Light. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give you Natty Ice. Um, you drafted your team while playing softball, so I don't know what you'd expect. Buns. Rust, I'm going to give you hams. I uh, I don't really know what else to say other than you were starting Philip Lindsay. I know he got a touchdown, but sorry. But you also do seem like a hams guy to me. You're kind of a ham yourself. <laughs> no pause. Um, Danny Tro, I gave you Yingling. I know you got some grit. You're a yinzer through and through. Um, your team, unfortunately, does not perform very well last week in specific. So this isn't really a, a nod towards your team, but I just, you know, you, you're just a yingling guy. You strike me as a yingling guy. Um, Tyler. Tyler, you got Natty Ice again. Or Natty Light, actually. Because you're there, you'll drink it, you'll enjoy it, but you just kind of don't know what you're doing, you know? Like, you got some injuries, you didn't really, you don't really know what to do at this point. Um, then moving on to Dennis, we got Miller High Life. The Champagna of Beers. You know, I do like Dennis's team. It's just not performing to where I would expect it, especially with the Allen Diggs stack. But, you know, once you get into it and you start to really taste it, you're like, wait a second, this might be the Champagna of Beers. So I'm going to go with Miller High Life there for Dennis, and I think that's a good one. I and love he's that a, one. And he's a quality guy, so Miller High Life, fitting. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Miller Light. I mean, there's really... I like Dan's description. Like, it's there, you, you stumble into a bar, you're a, little, you're a little tipsy, you don't really know what to do, you look at the at the bartender, they look at you, they're like, this man's half in the bag, you don't know if he's actually here, and you're like, give me a Miller White. So, Rob, that's how we're feeling. That's what we're going with. Tristan, I'm going Bud Light Lime. Lime in specific. Why, you may ask? Because your team's pretty one-dimensional. And once you get to the one dimension of that lime, you really hit it home. It's like, man, this is really lime. Like, there's a lot of lime in this beer. So, Bud Light Lime, your running backs remind me of Bud Light Lime. Plus, I feel like you would like Bud Light Lime. I mean, being from Delco, you don't, you know, you don't really get much greatness in life other than Bud Light Lime. Next, we got Marcus with Sammy Adams. I know Gailey's going to be very happy about this one due to the fact that his favorite beer is, in fact, the Sammy Adams, I believe it's Winter Ale. So, if you're looking for a gift for Mr. Gailey... That's something you can get them. Quality team, quality guy, quality beer. Can't go wrong. Yubi, I got you with a Corona, no lime. Why? Because your team's good, but it's not quite there yet. Like, I feel like it could flop right on its face, and that's where the lime comes in. You need the lime for your team to be successful, but you also remind me of a Corona without a lime because you can take so much until it gets to a certain point. Just kidding, Yubi, we like you. And then, <laughs> Billy, Billy, I got Coors Light. Like Dan said, you don't really, you know, you have to be feeling it. You got to be feeling the Coors Light. And then Timmons, we got Rolling Rock. I know you're a big Rolling Rock guy. For me, not a huge Rolling Rock guy, but you seem to like what you do. You seem to like your team, so I'm going to give you Rolling Rock there. And then for Dan, I'm going to give Dan the IPAs. Same reason he gave them. I actually, he actually told me this one earlier, and I was like, that's a really good one. So I'm going with that. And then for myself, I'm going Modelo. It's just a quality beer, you know. Sometimes you get the lime, sometimes you don't. doesn't matter either way. But sometimes it's not as good as you're expecting. So we'll go Modelo there. Gorgeous. Beautiful. All right, Timmons. Uh, Send us home, Timmons. Let me... 
let me preface my list with these are all completely real beers that I found via Google. Um, you can look them up, order yourself one. I encourage it. Uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, for Gailey, I also have a Sam Adams, but I got Gailey the Sam Adams porch rocker. Because I envision Gailey as an 80-year-old man who struggles to unlock his cell phone. Um, breezy, I got the crazy lady blonde ale. Fact. Um, because <laughs> Connor is just loves women who love to key cars. Um, Dan, I got the MILF Imperial Stout. Um, for his love of older women. Facts. Even some with children. Uh, Dan Tricano. I got the Dill or No Deal. It's a pickle beer. I don't I don't know if he likes pickles, but it's it's based off of Deal or No Deal, and I love that. I know that man loves to make trades. It's from the uh, Rough Tail Brewing Company, so if you want to order yourself some, get some. Uh, Christian Eubanks. You got the Strong Girl Cream Ale. <laughs> I... We <laughs> like empowered women. From your love of shoulders and triceps. That's why he likes Tristan. Uh, got the Guinness drums <laughs> for the healthiest post-lift beer. Uh, Tim Davis, you got the Dogfish Head Liquid Truth Pale Ale for your huge head, and you're immediately telling me I'm heavy every time you see me. Um, Billy, you got Billy Beer. Because it was once thought to be worth $2 million because it's a rare beer. But it's actually worth 25 cents. <laughs> um, Tyler, you got the Panty Stout Oedipus. Uh, described as dark, smooth, with an elastic and soft mouthfeel. I'll let you work through that. <laughs> Why is this a thing? Rob, you got the Amagang Hand of the Queen Blonde Ale. It's modeled after one of your favorite shows, Game of Thrones. Uh, Dennis, you got the You're Fired IPA <laughs> from Roundabout Brewing. Um, Tristan, you got Duckzilla Double White IPA for your love of the green and yellow afro that you love to throw. Didn't have to throw it this year, though. Pain, yeah. Uh, Eric, little story time here. Eric got the <laughs> Sex and Candy IPA from the 18th Street Brewery. I gave this one to Eric because I recently traveled on a flight with him from uh, Pittsburgh to LaGuardia Airport in New York, where he then revealed after we had landed that he had flown with a duffel bag filled with sex toys. And he only <laughs> revealed that to us because we were stopped by customs because he had contact solution. So, yeah, uh, that's why he got sex and candy. I did not give myself one, but I would have to say something basic like Rolling Rock because I have drank that since I was 17. But yeah, that is my list. Nice. Uh, we don't condone team drinking on this podcast. It's very bad. Um, it's very bad. But yeah, so that is the podcast for this week. Uh, Timmons, appreciate you for coming on. Uh, always, always good for some good insight and a great hey, laugh. Thanks for having me. Hey man, for sure, for sure. Uh, Timmons, the only thing I ask of you is to post that list into the chat uh, once this drops, so that the fellas can order their beers if they so choose. Of course. Um, of course. But other than that, fellas, I uh, hope everyone can stay healthy as always. Um, another successful week in fantasy football, and uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck, fellas. We'll see you hey, next we'll week. See ya.